Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In the last hours, the freak that police say attacked, murdered, and I believe molested a little 11-year-old girl, Audrey Cunningham, refuses to put on a pair of pants to appear in front of the judge. So if he's going to act like that to a judge with complete disdain and disrespect, how do you think he treated an 11-year-old little girl behind closed doors? This guy had full access to the home of an 11-year-old girl, a guy with a very lengthy rap sheet, including, boy, this is like putting perfume on the pig, enticing a child, another little girl. He got into bed with her and wrestled off her underwear and PJs. He had access to her home, too. And now Audrey is dead. This guy in the last hours, we learn, will not even put on his clothes to come before a judge. This, as we also learn, man, this guy, he should win the Oscar because he managed to put on quite the show going door to door, knocking on doors, saying, have you seen Audrey? I'm looking for Audrey, knowing full well, according to police, that he had murdered her by blunt force trauma to her head. Her pants found far away from her body at the river's edge. Her body tied to a rock by a rope. And according to Tim Miller from EquiSearch, her body was caught in an eddy just swirling round and round and round and round. Yeah, him. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Crime Stories and on Sirius XM 111. Before I address McDougal butt naked wearing nothing but all of his hate tattoos, to go in front of a judge like that? And they try to get him to get dressed. He won't do it. That said, before I get to a naked McDougal going door to door, hey, have you seen Audrey? Knowing all the while he killed her? Before we get into that, Liz, please turn on Audrey's mom, Miss Matthews, sound so she can hear me now. Joining me right now is Audrey's mother. There's been a lot of speculation about her. A lot of mean things have been said about her online. I want you to meet Cassie Matthews. Miss Matthews, thank you for being with us. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just, I, I want to do everything that I can um, for my baby. Miss Matthews, uh, everyone joining me is Cassie Matthews. This is little Audrey Cunningham's mother, Audrey, 11 years old when she was killed. Audrey, when I look at her, Miss Cassie is just so full of joy and life. I'm looking at a picture of her now with a little white t-shirt on with the blue sundress over it. And now she's got on a little black t-shirt and looks like a little pocketbook strapped over her shoulder. She's just so precious and looks so well taken care of. How in the hay do you believe this happened, Miss Matthews? I, I don't understand. Um, how it happened at all. I don't understand how they put so much effort into keeping her from me, but they couldn't put the same effort into knowing the people that they had around her. Miss Matthews, what happened when you discovered that Audrey was missing? How did you find that out? Or did you know that before you found out that she had been killed? Um, so it was Thursday evening. Uh, I'm going to say it was like 7 o'clock. Um, Tabitha herself had uh, gone and contacted um, or went to the home of my fiance's mother and was asking her if she knew where we were, if we were there, and had said Audrey was missing. Now his mother instantly calls him, of course, um, 
and she 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 makes her uh, get on the phone with me, and she's uh, telling me that she's missing and asking me if I had seen her. And of course, I no, I haven't seen her. Um, I honestly wanted to ask her if it was a sick joke, but I I didn't. And I'm used to a lot of um, crazy uh, things from that family, so so um when she said no she's she's missing did they call you immediately um of course uh, my fiance's mom uh called him instantly um and she told him that i needed to be on the phone asap uh and then she put tabitha on the phone and made her talk to me why didn't she want i mean i would think she would have called you first had they been blocking you seeing audrey i i haven't had any type of contact um I had the last bit of contact that I, I had with Josh where I was once again begging to see my daughter um, in any way that made him or her comfortable, uh, whatever I needed to do. I had to do that through my fiance's messenger. Why were they keeping you away from Audrey? I don't know. They said uh, it was for her protection, but I, I still don't understand. So the grandma shows up at your fiance's mom's place looking for Audrey. Then your fiance's mom has her call you and what did she say she um tells me that she's missing she didn't make it home off the bus um asked me if i had seen her when they asked where's audrey what did you say i of course uh told them i haven't seen her and in my mind i wanted to snap and tell her of course i haven't seen her you and your your son haven't let me see my daughter in how long now but i didn't uh because i instantly wanted to know where my daughter was. That was the that was the thing that took over. You also asked the grandma, where is Stephen? And we know that to be Stephen McDougal. Why? Yes, I did. I had told her about him messaging me um, out of the blue the night before and told her that he had said to me that he was going to take her to school that morning. And I asked her where he was and had she seen him. And she went from hysterical to stuttering, um, um, I, I gotta go. You told me earlier she went from calm to hysterical. No, 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 no. She went from hysterical to stuttering, um, and she had to go. Oh, as soon as she realized that Stephen McDougal yes. had been with Audrey, she had to go and hung up the phone. It was her stuttering the word, um, she didn't have anything else to say other than, I gotta go. Now in the 911 call, you can clearly hear him in the background. Guys, we are speaking with Cassie. Matthews, this is Audrey Cunningham's mother. What happened after that? After she hangs up, what do you do? I, I'm about to melt down. Um, I hit my knees, I, I prayed. Uh, my fiance is uh, sitting there trying to comfort me, but I didn't even want him to touch me. I, I didn't understand what was going on. I'm, I'm pacing um, a rut in my house just wondering where she could be, where I could look, what I could do. Um, I'm waiting for the officers. Um, when officers finally showed up, they asked if they could uh, search my home. And of course, I, I asked them if I needed to step outside, whatever made them more comfortable. But I wanted them to go ahead and, you know, get that done and start looking for my baby. Now, I tried to ask a couple questions and they just kind of looked at each other after they searched and were like, okay, it's all clear let's move on, and then left. Nobody really answered any questions for me for a long time. What was the next thing that happened in your world? Well, the next thing that happened was I am being advised that uh, it would probably be best, well, advised, but not advised, which makes no sense to me, but that, that is what has been said, um, that I should stay put in my own home uh, and then shortly after that, I, me, my fiance, and uh, the roommate that we have at the time, uh, we're getting picked up by the sheriff's office and, and, you know, investigators. We go and we spend, I think it was almost 16 hours up there. Uh, now the entire time I'm being asked 20 million questions uh, that I'm able to answer with no problem. Um, 
they they keep trying to say to me, I feel like there's something you're not telling us. I feel like there's something you're not telling us. Well, finally, I snapped for a second. Okay, hold on. Who took you where? The sheriff's department, um, and they had a few of the investigators with them. They took us up to the Polk County Sheriff's Department. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. So you were there, your fiancé was there, and your roommate was there, and they were peppering you with questions really about where's Audrey, when have you last seen her, did you take her, did you hide her, questions of that nature, correct? And about the messages between Stephen and I from the night before. Yes. Now, that's very curious, Cassie because I find those text messages that McDougal sent you very, very incriminating for him because he is playing on your emotions. He knows how much you want to see Audrey. And he's saying, I can get her to you. Come meet me down by the river. So basically, Cassie, McDougal is using your daughter as bait to lure you down to the river where her body was later found. Why was he doing that? And claiming he was going to keep it secret from her dad. What, what was he, what was his game? Well, uh, when he first approached me, um, and, and see, when I say approached me, um, it was all through Facebook messenger. I've never had his number or anything like that, but he had said that um, he was Audrey's babysitter, which was instant red flag. I didn't understand. Um, but he had said that he wasn't going to pick parents' sides, that he was concerned about what Audrey wanted and how she felt, and that he thought it was wrong for her to be um, kept from me if she wanted to know me. So he played on the fact that I I was desperate for anything. I wanted pictures. I wanted, I just anything uh that had to do with my daughter and for a minute i could have believed that but then i thought more into it and i just knew something was wrong and i had been speaking to my family about it i had been telling my my fiance told me from the jump not to associate with him in any way do not but he doesn't understand how i was feeling when i just i i was craving something something of my daughter um did you have any idea this freak was your daughter's babysitter? Not until he had messaged me and uh, I had tried to contact Josh uh, wondering what the f is going on. And um, I asked my family over and over again if they could try to contact and they tried to n get no answer. I wanted to know why a man that nobody knows is being left with my 11 year old daughter. I mean, he, he could have chose anyone else under the sun and it would have been okay. Uh, but when he invited me down to go fishing to see my daughter, um, well, for one, I, I knew better. Uh, but at this point, knowing what I know now, I feel like he did something to Audrey Wednesday before he even messaged me. And that if I would have went, um, he would have what gotten rid of me as well and then it would have been chalked up to i kidnapped my daughter and i ran with her and people would have forever been looking for two people that don't exist not looking in a river question so you believe this was part of a bigger plan why do you believe cassie he needed in his mind to kill audrey i don't I don't understand that um, at all. Actually, I can understand the little bit of hatred that he would have for me um, because I would be the only person that could remove her from the home, you know, where he, he was already uh, 
residing. I have no idea why he felt the need to. I actually, you know what? Um, and this is, oh my God, it makes me sick to my stomach to say, but I think that in a pedophile's mind, they, they see a child and they see their, their actions as, um, an adult would see another adult. Okay. Um, I feel like maybe he was in love with my daughter and he thought that maybe at one point she did say that he was her favorite person or something like that. Maybe he was good to her, but she was looking at him as nothing other than an uncle, uh, the way a child should, you know, if, if at most, but what if he was in, but what if he was in love with my daughter? What if he tried to make an advance on my daughter and, and he didn't get the reaction that he wanted. He either snapped or he knew that she would tell. That is what I, I think. Do you believe he had already molested her? I don't, I don't know. Do you know that I didn't find out that her pants were on the debate until I watched your interview with Tim Miller? Yeah. And you know what, Cassie? I didn't know either until I was talking to Tim Miller and he told me live at that moment. I didn't know that either. And it felt like a knife in my heart. How did you? I'm really trying to hold it together. I'm sorry, Cassie. I am so sorry. I am sick. I'm sick to my stomach. I, I, I don't understand. Cassie, how did you learn that they had found Audrey? Um, a lady from the sheriff's department uh, and one of the, the jailers, I believe, uh, was sent to my home to tell me and to sit with me until um, a family member or some type of support. Uh, they weren't supposed to leave me alone um, and they didn't. Uh, she she was really good to me, but I just knew in my stomach when my fiance come to the room because I hadn't gotten out of bed, um, I, I was just stuck in my bed when he had come to me and said that there was a lady from the sheriff's department at the door and that they they needed to speak with me i i knew i knew you know what cassie i don't know how people know that but when i found out that i was supposed to call my fiance's sister i knew i knew he was dead i knew right then so when you hear there's a sheriff lady at the door you knew that audrey was gone I knew my stomach dropped, uh, my heart, uh, just everything just stopped for a minute, honestly. Um, and I, I felt like I couldn't breathe when she told me I, what did she say? Did she reveal anything? No. Um, she just, she looked me, uh, in my face, asked me to sit down. And then she said, this is not news that I, I want to be giving you right now. And I just, I started bawling and she, she was like, yeah, you know, baby, you know, and then and she was right. And honestly, um, I still don't know how to process any of this. If you want me to be, um, nothing but truthful, I, um, am in search, uh, for a therapist at the moment, um, because I have been a manic depressant with extreme anxiety since I was 15 years old. I am so scared that this is going to be a depression that I can't get myself out of. I, I feel numb. I don't, I don't feel much of anything else at all. I feel numb. I don't sleep. I don't, I just sit there and I watch videos and look at pictures and, and I read all of these comments on the internet and, and that's all I can do. All I can do is just put all of my thought into this in general. I, I, I can have someone sitting right next to me and they're talking to me and I don't hear a word that they say because I'm just- Cassie, I'm gonna hook you up with a therapist. I've got, I've got somebody for you, a lady for you to talk to, and I'll hook you up with her in just a few moments. Cassie, did you have any idea about McDougal's record. Why was he living in the backyard? Why did he have access to the home? So I um, had no idea until I made the Facebook post and people started commenting because as much effort as they put into 
keeping me away. I figured they would put the same type of effort into knowing the people that were around. If I would have known that I needed to do her father's job because he didn't give a shit to do it, I would have known. But I knew, I knew from the jump something was I've got not a right. question for you, Cassie. You said that as soon as you told your fiance he wants to meet me down by the river and he's going to bring Audrey. Your fiance immediately said, do not talk to this guy. Stay away from him. Did your fiance, did everybody know this guy was bad news? Why would he say that? He did not like the fact that it, he was like persistent on um, trying to get me alone. He said that he had a bad feeling um, about him and that there just something wasn't right. And my fiance is an excellent judge of character. He really is. Was right. Question to you. Did you discover that McDougal was actually going door to door like he was looking for Audrey? That that's the part right there that um just infuriates me, uh, to the point where I could put my hands around his throat and squeeze and not stop. <laughs> How do you know? damn good and well what you did to my daughter and then you and then you search for her like you care you don't care you killed my daughter and th and then you want to and then you want to search for when you found out that audrey was missing it's it's, it's sick and mcdougall writes he was taking her to the bus did you ever text him or call him and say where's audrey he messaged me actually and he said hey have you seen audrey she didn't make it home off the bus and i said where the f is my kid steven because i just i i knew he was trying to cover his tracks i wonder if he was trying in some way to set you up i, I can't figure it out but i guarantee you this miss matthews i will figure it out you're not the first person to say that and i want you to know not only are we praying and thinking about you, we're not letting go of this until this guy gets a Texas death penalty. I know you don't care if he gets a death penalty. Other people do. I actually don't want him to receive the death penalty only because not, I am not God. It is not my place to, you know, judge when somebody else's life ends. Um, and that to me is an easy way out for him. I have to live with the fact for the rest of my life that I will never see my daughter again, the things that happened to my daughter. And I feel like he should get life without parole. So he has to deal with all of the repercussions every single day for the rest of his life just as well. Do you think he cares? Do you think McDougal will no, sit see, in jail and feel sorry? No, see, and let me tell thing. you something, thing, he can get right with God on his way to hell. No. I never expect him at all to even have any type of remorse because you can see it in his face, the type of monster he is and the things that he did to my daughter. But the other people that he will have around him will damn sure make sure that he does not enjoy a single minute of it. Miss Matthews, I want you to try. And I know these are just words that don't mean anything. You've got to stay strong because you've got to make sure there is justice for Audrey. You have got to stay strong. Don't fall into that depression and spiral down to where you can't get out. You've got to be her mom now and stay strong and be her voice because nobody else has been her voice. And now it's on you, Cassie. You've got to be her voice and you can do that. I failed my daughter once by being bullied into submission and being made to believe that she was in a good home, but I will not fail my daughter again, Nancy. That's, everybody thinks that I don't care, that I'm, I'm shrugging that. it off. Um, oh, she's not crying, she's not this, she's not that. No, I break down in my home where I'm comfortable. My grieving is not everyone's business, but what is everyone's business is the fact that this isn't over and things need to be done concerning my daughter. So if I got to keep a straight face and I got to, I got to look heartless for it, well, so be it. But if I'm sitting there breaking down, I'm not getting a damn thing done. Who cares what they think? All that matters now is what God thinks and getting justice. That's all that matters right now. Yes, ma'am. Cassie, thank you for being with us.
now joining me and all star panel to make sense of what we know right now. But before we get going with them, you've got to hear it from the horse's mouth. Take a listen to McDougal as they're trying to get him to put his pants on to appear before the justice of the peace, the judge. Come on, JP wants to talk to you. Where's your clothes? Hold on. Well, put your smock on for now. Well, come on out here. Well, no, 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 man. You come on, man. Don't disrespect me like that. All right, well, wrap up in that. Wrap up in the blanket. Come on. You have the right to remain silent and not make any statement at all. I know that any statement that you make can will be used against you at trial in court. You have the right to have an attorney present to advise her, advise you prior to you are hearing Stephen McDougal behind bars refusing to put on any pants. What a stubborn jackass. Now, Dr. Bethany Marshall, you're the shrink, not me. Bethany Marshall, high-profile psychoanalyst, joining us out of L.A. at drbethanymarshall.com. Dr. Bethany, I mean, my diagnosis is he's a jackass. What's yours? Well, I thought two things. One, well, the, the the officer just said he was being disrespectful, but I was wondering if he was malingering a psychiatric illness, like acting crazy to get a more lenient sentence. The other thing I wondered was, did he have an erection? And the reason I wondered that is he's already a child molester, allegedly. Is he also an exhibitionist? Because all these perversions tend to go hand in hand. So I don't know if the officer is allowed to say, but that, that was one of my first questions. Can I ask you something, Dr. Bethany? How is, put on your clothes, how is that some kind of stimulant to give him an erection? If anything, I think my diagnosis is much better than yours, Dr. Bethany. What is yours? <laughs> He's a jackass. I mean, you know, and, and there's more to it than just that. Lana Shadwick joining me, high-profile lawyer out of this jurisdiction where Audrey was murdered, where I believe this little 11-year-old girl was molested. What does that mean? Again, I'm the one putting the perfume on the pig. It means she was either raped or sodomized or both. This girl, this little girl is dead from blunt force trauma. And I believe she was molested before she was killed. Lana Shadwick joining me, former judge and prosecutor in this jury in this jurisdiction, now legal analyst for Breitbart. You can find her at lanashadwick.com. Lana, really? He wouldn't put on his clothes. And you know, a lot of people would say, oh, that's wrong to make him appear wearing a blanket. B S, that's his decision. If he wants to show his rear end that way, then he can. The Constitution doesn't protect him from his own personality. No, it doesn't. And he's a psychopath. I mean, anyone who could, number one, go the, the next morning and be at a donut shop right across from the courthouse, the judges can see you out the windows. How delusional are you? Go um, house to house, you know, and where's, where's Audrey? Where's Audrey? Clearly the sign of a, a psychopath, a psychopath that murders, that uh, lures people in, um, there's social media accounts that says he appeared to be a nice guy at times, but he's a psychopath. But Nancy, he's also a very attention-getting psychopath. He loves the attention. You know, going to the donut shop, going house to house. Of course, he's trying to draw attention away from him. But on the other hand, you use the term jackass, and I would say histrionic jackass. And that means somebody who just loves being in the limelight and loves getting the attention. And who is he trying to get attention from? Little kids. I mean, that is what's so alarming and frightening and disturbing about all of this. Histrionic. You know, it reminds me of a little old lady that lived in my hometown, rural Bibb County in the middle of Georgia on a red dirt road. No matter whose funeral it was, she would wait till right before the family came in and walk down the aisle being assisted on both sides and carried up front. And somehow every funeral and every wedding was about her. That's how I define histrionic. It's just over-the-top drama. 
and it's all about you. Yeah, I can see that, but I'm still sticking with Jackass. Chris McDonough joining me, uh, director of Cold Case Foundation, former homicide detective, over 300 homicides under his belt that he's investigated or worked on. I found him in the interview room. That's his YouTube channel during the Koberger trial. I mean, the Koberger investigation. Chris McDonough, when you get a defendant like that, Chris, I had a guy, a drug lord. He had very violent. And the Constitution doesn't protect you from yourself. Guess what he wore to court? He wore red, bright, fire engine red leather pants and a bright fire engine red leather bomber jacket, tons of gold chains, and guess what the witness said about the perp that was selling dope that night? He had on a red leather jacket and red leather pants. I was so happy. The Constitution did not protect him from his own personality. Same thing here, McDonough. Guy won't even get dressed to see, go in front of the judge. They have to force him to put on a blanket to cover up his penis and his naked rear end. Yeah, it's just another slap in the face uh, to the system as a whole. And this guy always felt that he was above the system. Look how he played the cops just in that clip, Nancy, out by the subway. He's just leaning against the car, you know, like he's having an everyday chit chat. I want to see that. Liz, if you could put that up. And you, you also have video, Liz, from the other side. And I can see him just, you know, reared all propped up on the back of that car. Oh, yep, that's it. And I can see it's, oh, he's moving. But he's just casually kicked back. Chris McDonough's right. He's not worried. Why? Nobody's going to testify against him because the victim is dead. He knows that. And here he is refusing to come into court with clothes on. Guys, take a listen to the judge speaking to McDougal. You have the right to terminate any interview at any time. And you have the right to maintain any trial you're accused of a felony. Do you understand your rights, Mr. McDougal? Yeah. Okay. Do you want a court-appointed attorney or you going to hire your own? No. Which one? I'll get an attorney. You going to hire your own? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. All I need you to do is sign right here for me. Okay, joining me right now is Bob Price, and Bob is associate editor, senior news contributor, Breitbart. Bob, thank you for being with us. I love this judge. First of all, I also want to thank KTRK for getting that video, because I can tell you about it till I'm blue in the face, but a picture speaks a million words, a video, two million uh, so thanks, KTRK. Bob Price, I love this judge. She's like, here's a guy covered in tattoos, about to be arraigned in the murder, and I believe we're going to see sex charges as well, of an 11-year-old girl. He's buck naked. They forced him to use a blanket. She just keeps right on reading the, his rights. She doesn't care. Doesn't blink an eye. I love her. Nancy, I was I was told that he actually dropped the blanket in front of the judge as well. You know, it, it's... Clearly, he's reaching for attention. This is one despicable human being, and I, I'm using the term human being very loosely here. He's an animal, uh, and you can tell by not only what he did to Audrey Cunningham, but other people throughout his life. He was, he pled guilty to a charge in Montgomery County, just 50 miles away from here, in in December. And had he been sentenced on that case, he would have been in jail. Uh, and not been able to take this action against Audrey. And then we had other cases. There's so many times in this this seemingly irrelevant string of events that all came together leading to Audrey's murder, uh, where one single action could have changed the course of Audrey's life and, and saved her life. And yet time and time and time again, Stephen McDougall was given another chance. The father said he wanted to give him another chance. He committed at least three assaults that I know of in, in the last quarter of, of the last year. Uh, I don't know what second chance this guy thinks he deserves or what anybody else around him thinks he deserves. He's The law enforcement sources inside the jail say that he is clearly a psychopath, uh, but they said he's also very competent 
to stand trial. Yeah, and I'm going to circle back with Dr. Bethany Marshall on psych the fact that psychopathy does not mean you are legally insane. Uh, that's like saying Ted Bundy was a psychopath. That did not mean he was insane and shouldn't go to trial. Guys, also with me is a renowned death investigator, professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University and author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon. He's also the star of a hit podcast series, Body Bags with Joe Scott Morgan. Joe Scott, uh, I want to have a little reality check. While we're kicking around this guy, oh, that actually drops his blanket. Bob Price joining us from Breitbart just said, a reporter reported that, that he drops the blanket so the judge can see all of his genitals and rear end. You know what? It's almost laughable and we can kick around, oh, he's a jackass, but you know what? He's a killer. That's what he is. And I don't want to make light of him. I want the world to know what happened to Audrey. And Joe Scott, you've been in front of many a jury, as have I. I've seen them wince when I describe what happened. I've seen them literally turn their face away from a witness on the stand, a witness like you, from the medical examiner's office, but you can't turn away from the truth and excuse this guy for just being a rear end. Tell me what happened to this 11-year-old girl. Nancy, he put his hands on her. He beat her. He probably choked her. And then, then, at the end of all of this, he ties this rock to this precious little angel's body vis-a-vis -vis another rope that he had weighted her down in the Trinity River and left her there. And she's literally oscillating in the water. Her body is spinning around and around and around and around. And he drives off and disregards her. And let me tell you one more thing, if you like that one. We're coming off the heels of Adam Montgomery's trial up in New Hampshire relative to that precious angel, Harmony Montgomery. I see a lot of similarities here because, you know, Adam Montgomery, he couldn't even show his face in court to stand, to stand before the court, to answer for what he did up there. This is the same pattern. They can abuse, they can treat young children like this, and then they don't expect that there is going to be any hell to pay. And let me tell you something, hell's coming with this guy, just like it did with Adam Montgomery. Because he literally, he literally carried that little girl around from place to place to place, treated her like garbage, and that's what this animal has done with this precious baby. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Lana Shadwick joining me and everybody on the panel, please jump in. You're the brain trust. Uh, Lana, reminding me again of where I grew up in rural Bibb County, not even inside the city, as her body was being taken to the funeral home, the community came out and lined the streets that's what we would do when I was growing up, and a, a funeral procession would go by. And, of course, if you're in your car, you pull over and turn your lights on and turn your car off to stop the world just for a moment. And when I think of everybody lined up along the sides of the street as her body went by, it just, it just breaks my heart, Lana. And this was that scene that you're seeing right there is the donut shop. So he stood in front of that donut shop nonchalantly, like I can handle this, I can fool everybody, whatever. And then this is where her body is, is brought back. It's right across from the courthouse. It's just, it was devastating for the community. And the streets were lined. Um, people are just, the, the heaviness, the sadness, the grief that surrounds the entire community. There's, uh, this is only, there's only 5,600 people in Livingston, Texas. There's 52,000 in Polk County. The, 
the social media and the public backlash, I mean, it's just been in mm. the grief. It's just been amazing. Nancy, there's, an, there's another irony in all of this. Just like he showed his private parts to that little girl, he wanted to show his private parts to the judge, too. So he does the same thing everywhere, just like he stood nonchalantly in the donut shop so that the judges could see him across the street. He was very nonchalant about molesting and killing this poor uh, angel, as we've been calling her. And so this guy is consistent in all of his patterns. He's, he's hysterical. He's histrionic. He is a psychopath. And you asked earlier about that. A psychopath is not a psychiatric illness. He's not crazy. It's a personality disorder. And this personality disorder lacks a conscience, loves to kill, loves to inflict cruelty. They're very sadistic because that's how they get sexually excited. And that is the MO for this crime. And you know what? He's excited by all this attention as well. And that's the sick part of this upcoming trial is he'll get off on it, Nancy, just like he got off on killing a child. You think I care what he does behind bars? Have at it. You know, Bob Price joining me from Breitbart, Texas. Bob, I am now hearing, of course, we've heard from Cassie Matthews, who is Audrey's mother. But I'm now hearing the other side of the family, the grandma, uh, the grandpa, the dad, the bio dad, who let this guy live in the backyard in a camper and have full access to their home when the little girl was there. I mean, I don't let people just wander into our home when the twins are there. Oh, H-E-L-L-N-O, I don't know you. Uh-uh, you're not going to have traipsing through like a parade in New Orleans on Mardi Gras? No, that's not happening. But now, wait for it. They're actually saying that the system failed them Bob Price, the system failed them because they did a background check and they didn't know he was a sex offender. B.S. They're saying they didn't know he wasn't on the sex offender registry. That's B.S. Because isn't it true, Bob Price, that he got a two-year sentence for when he got in bed with that little girl. He was charged with enticing a minor and more. He got a two-year sentence. That's not a misdemeanor. If it's a two-year sentence, that would be a felony, which would have showed up on his record. Yes, no. Joshua Cunningham, it's you that let your daughter down. It, it's not, the system certainly did let her down as well, but it took me about 30 minutes of doing some Google researches online to find out not only had this guy crawled into bed with a, another 10-year-old girl, and pedophiles have a range. They, they have a, a range of age very tight bracket they're they're attracted to and and this little girl and audrey were basically the same age within a few months of each other at the time of their attack and uh not just this crime against this little girl but dozens of crimes through from 2001 till two months before audrey was murdered he was being charged, arrested, convicted of crimes, violent crimes, and had no business being around any child, let alone this little 11-year-old angel. It's pathetic that these parents, this grandmother and and father would allow this animal around their daughter. I I wouldn't let him within 30-odd-six range of my daughter or grandchild. And now the hypocrisy of saying, Oh, the system let her down. It's the system's fault because he wasn't a registered sex offender. Yeah, well, you know what? That was the prosecutor's fault for not pushing that and making that part of his plea deal, which it was such a sweet plea deal. It makes me sick to my stomach. He didn't even have to say, I'm guilty. He got to say, uh, no low contendere, and he didn't even contest it. He took his sentence, and I believe that sentence, Lana Shadwick, was two years, which means it was a felony, which means you heard Bob Price say all you had to do was Google him, for Pete's sake. You don't have to go get a, a, a rap sheet and pay $25 for it. You can look it up on Google, for Pete's sake. They knew he had a record. He had a ch- possession of a dangerous uh, drug, Liberty County, 2003, 2006, another possession. Um, in 2006, assault on a public servant, which is exactly what the Aryan Brotherhood, they have to assault a public servant 
or a correctional officer in order to be part of a gang. Um, he was convicted of that assault on a public service uh, servant and served time. And then the enticing uh, of a child out of Brazoria County in 2008. 2010, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. To 2014, uh, reckless driving, and then another aggravated assault in 2019, and another thumb to the nose to law enforcement in 2023 when he was convicted of resisting arrest. This man is a man of violence. Well, how could they now claim it's the system's fault? You can find all that on a Google search. You don't have to go into official court records. And what I'm trying to say, why I keep talking about the sentence was two years and more, because a misdemeanor which would not show up as a felony conviction, is 12 months or less. When you have two years or more, that means you've been convicted to on a felony, which absolutely would have shown up. So I don't understand why now they're claiming like the system failed. Um, uh, Joe Scott, I want to circle back to the evidence really quickly. I want to figure out... Hold on. By price, do we know yet what the formal charges are going to be? Right now, it's a capital murder charge, plus he has the outstanding charge for aggravated assault, uh, causing serious bodily injury uh, to David. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot David's last name, who he assaulted in in August last year. Uh, David Stanley. Yes. David Stanley, sorry. You know, so his, he committed at least three assaults in the last quarter uh, or the last six months of 20. But we know that right now he's going to be charged with capital murder. You know, I'm waiting to find out if there are going to be sex charges uh, that he performed against this little girl. Joe Scott Morgan, back to you, death investigator. What is the holdup? How quickly upon a rape kit exam, which is an examination of the rectum and the vagina and all surrounding areas, in fact, the whole body, even though she had been in water, um, how long is that going to take? And if sperm DNA is found, then we got to make a DNA comparison, correct? Uh, yeah, we do. And they listen, they've got him. He's a known. So they'll do the buccal mucosal swab on him, the scraping. So they'll, they have that in a static position. You mean the mouth. Yeah. And they just reach in your mouth with something that looks like a Q-tip and get saliva and cells from the inside of your jaw, don't like a COVID test. Go ahead. Yeah, and so he's a known, so they can compare that. What they have to, what's going to be key here, though, Nancy, and keep in mind, this little angel was in a water environment, and it sounds as though that she's at least partially unclothed. Remember, they found her clothing on the riverbank right. here, which is significant. So any area, her vagina, her rectum, her mouth, it could be all flushed out. Here's my key, what I'm thinking about. Uh, she's very young, Nancy, and I would, there may be a chance that if she was assaulted through this rape, that there would be evidence of vaginal trauma, mm -hmm. anal trauma, whatever the case might be. And of course, that's going to fall to the forensic pathologist. Hemorrhaging, bleeding. Yeah, yeah, torn skin. And, and one more thing I got to point out here. This guy is so comfortable right now, Nancy. He's very comfortable in the way he's behaving. One of the things that's really piqued my interest in this, if he is this comfortable assaulting, first off, this other 10-year-old and this little darling here, I want to know, are there any unsolved cases that fit this age range that are out there that might be missing that he had proximity to? Agree. Agree. He didn't just do this two times in his life. You can mark my words on that. And one quick thing, I know we got to go and I don't want to lose you guys, but I just want you to look at this piece of video that has been unearthed. This looks to me like Audrey actually putting a tattoo on an adult male is what it looks like to me. Look at this. This little girl is working a tattoo pen. Um, wait for it. There you go. I can't tell if that's a man or a woman's leg. If it's a man's leg, it could have been shaved to apply a tattoo. What in the hay is going on in that house? Why is this little girl? Yona. 
what jump in by price what is this it, it's disgusting it, it, it's clear you know i said a minute ago it's joshua cunningham that, that let his little girl down and this grandmother uh, yeah and a lot of people let this little girl down but uh, i want to if i could go back just a minute to the the public outpouring of support for audrey this procession that you showed a minute ago that started in houston uh, local police officers went down to bring her this little girl home it started in houston and as it traveled up through cleveland and porter and Shepherd and some of these other communities along the way, more law enforcement, more police cars, more fire trucks, more citizens got in this line. And by the time they got to where you see it here in, in Livingston, there were hundreds of people standing along the streets on, on Washington Avenue and Church Street as they moved towards the funeral home. And, and there she goes right there. It, it, it really was tremendous. And then you have the little memorial that was built for her underneath the, what I'm now calling the Audrey Cunningham Bridge on, on US 59. Uh, Sheriff Greg Capers of San Jacinto County, where her body was recovered, told me that they're talking to TxDOT now to get some kind of a, a temporary memorial uh, right there where you, where you see where the circle is, uh, was where she was found, and get a, a temporary memorial built there. I say temporary because they're getting ready to rip all of that out and build a new uh, highway, interstate highway through there. But um, it's the love and support for this little girl that they're seeing from the community. And I don't want to say that this family didn't love her, but they certainly didn't protect her. And that that's a father's number one job. You know what, Bob Price, I, I appreciate you being, you know, careful when you're referring to her family that she lived with. But I see it in very clear terms. She died on their watch. They allowed this guy in the backyard and in their home. So this Friday night, there's going to be a memorial for Audrey, an 11-year-old girl, 11 years old. And we want justice and I don't care who falls in the search for justice, but we will get justice for this child. Goodbye, friend.